Here at She's in the Game, we acknowledge that this episode is recorded in the lands of the Wongal people and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people listening with us today. Hello and welcome everyone back to She's in the Game. This is the Ashes preview. You've just listened to the episode with netballer Maddie Proud. Mado is off currently asleep in the UK. So I'm joined with another Pommy over in Oz. We've just finished training. Welcome Jenny Gunn. And can you explain what the MBE and the end is when I Googled you? Um, you have you have honours, you know, for people who have services to... Like OAM? Something. Yeah. So okay. basically that's um, pretty much similar. So we have different ones. So we have like um, Charlotte Edwards would be like CBE because she's a big dog. Okay. Um, Anya's OBE because she's a big dog and I'm just little MBE. MBE. In there. What does it stand for? Oh, oh. You didn't say this to exactly, me, did you? Um, member, member of a British Empire. Okay, of the or yeah, of the British Empire. Okay, we'll we'll keep that in because I was actually interested. But Jennifer Louise Gunn. Oh, oh this is really name. full name. This is quite embarrassing. Um, from the town of Nottingham, I have been there, so I do know it's the home of Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, more commonly known as Jenny, though, the only pace bowler that we've looked up on Wikipedia to come under the slow category. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I've never seen that before. But we can speak about that a bit later. Uh, Wikipedia blame blame then. Uh, among some of your records, you've taken the most catches by a player in T20 internationals ever. Fifty eight catches. Where'd you feel? Uh, long on. Okay. Yeah, we can't clear them, can we? <laughs> Off spinners and then bowl long on, so there we go. Yeah, okay. Who's the, what, Laura Marsh? Took uh, a lot of and catches. Danny Hazel. Oh, of course. That makes sense. And then best figures by a captain in a T20 international. What was Pfeiffer? How many games did you captain? Um, probably only five. Okay. But um, I didn't get player of a match because Nat Siver got a hat-trick that game. And so I didn't get it. Hat-trick trumps a Pfeiffer? Well, and also I got four wicket. I got three wickets and four balls. And that wasn't good enough. Okay, we'll put that footage yeah. in. Uh, and the order of Australia, order of Australia medal is what we have in yeah. in Oz, and you've got the equivalent with the um, as we spoke about before, med- member of the order of the British Empire for our services to cricket in 2014. But you continue to play the sport until yes. 2022, so <laughs> maybe you deserve a, an upgrade. Um, but retired internationally and continued in do- domestic formats until last season when you retired after the hundred. Correct. So you've still been kicking, but you've just recently joined the Breakers coaching staff and have moved over here to Sydney and we've just started pre-season. How have you found it so far? Loving being on the other side where I don't have to do all the running. So it's um, a bit interesting. I feel a bit harsh at times, but it's always nice just actually, I've done it for so many years. It's your lot's turn now to to put the hard yards in, but it's always nice to to see everybody jumping in. Yeah, and we just played touch footy as well. How was that? Um, to be fair, coaching staff might be getting involved, which um, Lambo did do today and did a massive tackle. He did at a one good point. job. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot. He's he set the standard far too high for a pommy coming in who doesn't really play league. Yeah, it's a union. Yeah. Sort well, of I I need a round ball at my feet. True. Okay. Yeah. Completely different yeah. sport. Yeah. <laughs> ball. And to come to Sydney, what led to your decision to come to Sydney and not just anywhere in Australia? Um, I've been here a lot of times and um, was sort of doing some work experience here before COVID. And that was probably the start of uh, retiring, trying to um, transition into coaching. But COVID got sent home a bit and ended up playing three more years. So, um, yeah, it extended my playing um, career. But also I think I, I got a bit more experience coaching. So I think I felt a bit more ready this time to, to jump in with the breakers. And it's good to be back because you've all grown up quite a bit in the three years I'd left but um it's interesting to see how much you've learned in that time yeah that's awesome and then in terms of the last few months specifically that you've come in pretty much full time mm-hmm. leading up to the ashes which is what we're here to talk about today you've actually been giving throwdowns mm-hmm. to Ash Gardner Phoebe Litchfield Midge for a bit there was there any competitive edge or is uh Heather Knight or anyone sent you a message asking what you've been throwing um I felt a bit like a traitor at times but um it was it was fine because I'm used I'm used to like just uh chucking balls all the time until Ash brought out the the green helmet last week white pads um yes Ooh. red ball and I was like oh and to be fair because as you said I'm slow um it was quite nice to um we have a wanger um and actually hit her which was quite quite nice um 
Like, oh, not intentionally on a back arm. Oh, okay. It just yeah. kicked off a length. I was like, I can't do that on a bowl. Yeah, um, nice. So it was quite nice to actually just beat the bat on a couple of occasions. But no, it was it was good. And um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a shame they're looking in quite good form. So um, yeah, not ideal. But um, but no, I'm always happy to help. That's my job at the end of the day is to, to help. Um, help us. Yeah, help the breakers. And they are breakers. Yeah, they are. Whether Technically, here or they not. are. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now let's go back to, to your career during the England Ashes uh, series that we see so often. Do you know how many you've been a part of? Without sounding like a complete cock, I knew I know how many I won. Okay. What? So we won five Ashes in the okay. time I played. Yeah. So I would have, I reckon, maybe played seven. In so total. you've won more than you lost. Won five, yeah. That wouldn't be a case for many plummies, would it? No, Maybe like the, the earlier days. Yeah. So we, but you think my first Ashes series was in two thousand and five, and we hadn't won one for forty three years. Wow. So you were part of the. Can you just name some names that were in that team? Oh, um, Catherine Siverbrunt. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, Jane Smith, who I grew up playing with at Knotts. Uh, Beth Morgan, Ishigua. Yep. Um, Rosalie Birch. Lydia Greenway. Um, and it's just, I think we weren't scared of the Aussies because we were all around, well, we were all probably 17, 18, 19. That, so we haven't had the scars okay. of when we hear, hear the stories of Catherine Rolton and Belinda Clark, Lisa Kitely, literally, they used to score 300 runs for one and the la- that wicket was a run out on the last, <laughs> last ball <laughs> of the 50 over game. And then bowlers out for not a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, Charlotte Edwards as well. How can I forget I that say, name? She, oh, not... she was in there. Yeah. yeah, she was in there. I was um, going to speak about how her team has just won the Charlotte Edwards Cup. Like, surely she... And I saw a photo of her, like, kissing the trophy. And I was like, Lottie, you can't kiss your own trophy. It's, it's crazy. But, hey, someone named it after her. And yeah. they've won it quite a few times. So. She's won that many trophies, surely. It, yeah. It's one of the top ones, She's maybe. not a bad issue. Yeah, she'll just come <laughs> in the WBBL this year, probably. Shout out to Mado and the Sixers once again. Uh, and then obviously you've won a few Ashes then, as you mentioned, and then you've played a lot of a lot of World Cups, a lot, a lot of World Cups. Mm. You've played a, a part of a lot of World Cups. How do they sort of compare? Probably first of all in preparation, is there a different feeling around the group? We speak a lot, there's a different feeling coming into a Sydney Smash v mm. a different WBBL game. Was there a different preparation feeling and then – when you win a World oh. Cup, you've won the World Cup at Lords in different scenarios. You're out there batting at Lords. Um, how do they compare? Yeah, it's, it's kind of different because Test cricket is a pinnacle. Everybody wants to play in a Test Test match, and we don't get they don't come around very often. And also, it's not just a Test; it's an Ashes Test. Like the rivalry, it's it's still massive, even though it's it's women's cricket. It's still massive. We not hate each other but it's just the mutual respect but like I said we didn't have it for so many years that first one was massive um and the Australians just won in 2005 a world cup so they pretty much just were greedy and had everything um so it was quite nice to actually um in 2005 actually get something back from the Aussies for a change and I think it really just kicked the start of women's cricket in England and helped us actually develop but a test a test match is hard because you like you you could be bowling 20 overs a day and then you have to back it up again and again and it's like I think I've probably bowled most of the days like every day I'm probably bowling at some point because you're you're sort of either chasing the game or trying to create um to set it up but you're not used to bowling that that much so workloads just go out the window yep um but you do it because you absolutely love it. And it was, I think in 05, it was weird because you started with a test match and then played like a shorter format and then finished with a test match. Like, whoever created that because it was just stupid. Just get them out of the way or like have them at the end. Yeah. Um, so that was really strange, but it worked. I had no idea. Like even they've swapped the formats now where they're starting with the test match. Yeah. Whereas like last Ashes in Australia, we went T20s, test ODIs. Even yeah. that was a little bit... Yeah, um, of a different format because I know then the year before it's always always been sort of ODIs, test match, yeah. finish with the T20 is the exciting, who's going to take the series in a game yeah. that could be won. Because I do like, as a, just as a bowler, yeah. a slow bowler, I still can't believe this. Um, I love starting with a test match because you can find your rhythm. Yeah. Because even if you, you're you not feeling great, you can bowl a bit wide. It, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter so much. It's not as pressure. You still want to hit your lengths, but you do find that rhythm. Whereas if you start with 2020... It's a game over. bloody paradise, isn't it? It's just yeah. literally swing and you could still bowl well and get hit. So 
Um, I really enjoyed starting with a test match, but yeah, it's, it's the best form for me. And I think most people who have had a chance to play in, in one would say it. Do you think with the Aussies now about to go and prep in England with the Dukes Ball, they've landed, they've been able to prep back here in Australia with the Dukes Ball. Do you reckon that's maybe the reasoning is they're not going to have maybe a three-day window beforehand to prep? They would have done a bit of prep yeah. maybe before the White Ball series, but they've now had pretty much their full prep with a red Dukes ball instead of having a chop and change between a white ball. They know they're comfortable with the oh, white ball. Yeah, and I think it's it's probably set up more for Aussies. Like we've actually probably helped you actually with the pre- preparation of going, there you go, there's a test, Yeah, which is a bit odd. Um, but yeah, a Dukes ball is different and it does swing and it's, it's nice because it stays shiny for a, a lot longer. Um, so finally, it's something for the bowlers to actually have a bit of an advantage on for a for a change it doesn't happen very often does it no not at all <laughs> not with a white ball so God, no. never uh let's talk a little bit about the last test match in canberra uh where were you where were you watching i think i was in england okay yeah you got sent back that time yeah i think i did i think yeah. i was in england so um which was quite strange um to be watching yep um i think it's one of the first times i've actually watched and not been involved in any sort of cricket at the time so it was it was a really weird feeling but i mean what a game it was yeah it was crazy i've got the uh the stats up here in the scorecard so england won the toss and elected to bowl and from memory overcast conditions canberra can be a bit of a flat deck so they were going to be chasing on the last day um it was so exciting like the the thing on the scorecard everyone sees you know brunt caught jones healy out for a duck it was all up and about nice and early um, landing with a 93, Tali McGrath batting at six, which is scary to think that she was at six at some point. Uh, 52, Ash Gardner, 56 off 74 rocks, as you do as Ash Gardner. Um, and you look at the 11 that they played, they went attacking. They went Sutherland in there instead of Shooter, which was a, a big call at the time. And, yeah, Catherine Silverbrunts takes Pfeiffer. Um, the rest of the scorecard sort of shows the rest. Um, Heather Knight, 168 <laughs> not out. Is she, is she prepared to do that again in a test she, match? I remember her at Wormsley back home um, and she was a wall. Like she just got, she, she got a big score. I think it was a bit beat that score. I can't remember what it was, but she was there all day the next day. She's just so focused um, and she got run out, which um, probably not She gets not run out a little bit, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, dodgy hamstrings. Yeah. Um, although she thinks she's quick. Hopefully, I've played with sorry, her, so sorry, I know that she's um, <laughs> she, she thinks she's quick. <laughs> takes on the singles, but she she would bat all day. She just loves this. This format is made for her, and just the focus that she can switch on, switch off. Um, I think she she's going to be the the key wicket for for Australia. Just something like one six eight. She was not out, wasn't she as well? So yeah. she could she just wanted to carry on, and yeah, well, just a shame we fell. Um, a few people dropped too short. It's and left her. It's a yeah, it's a, a telling scorecard because mm. England were bowled out with a, a bit of a, a chase. What is it called? A bit of a move behind. Yeah. What's it called? What's the special word? Um, Do we play cricket? I don't know. What's the word? Um, Australia were just the head. These were lead. Australia had a lead. <laughs> That's the word. Got it. So Australia went into the the second innings with a lead, and they declared early. So I remember. Mm sitting on the bench and we were there and we we're like, we're going to take this game on, set a lead and declare. We sort of had this conversation that we wanted to make sure we declared. And when you've got batters like Sutherland, Gardner, McGrath in your middle order, it's a very telling sign. And obviously with the lineup, if we read it out quickly, Haynes, Healy, Mooning, Perry as your top four, but Meg Lanning's at five. Like you can set a total quite well, but no telling scores really. 63, 41, a, a pair to Alyssa Healy, which is the, the telling story. And she said it herself. She knows that she's up um, front as well. Brunt yeah. Court Jones, the exact same yeah. dismissal, um, declared. And then we see the the England chase and they they chased. Yeah, we came out fighting. It was crazy. We were watching, we're like, oh, like mm. The, the hard thing about test cricket, though, is if they're trying, there's chances. And I think we put down one in the gully mm. from memory. It would have been a screamer like Beth Mooney, but we were like, at least something's happening. Uh. And that was so exciting. And I'm sure the fans remember the photo of, like, Kingy bowling last over. How many did they? Oh, well, I know it was 12 runs with one wicket. So okay. it, it must have been not many, though. It must have been, like, six or eight or something. Yeah, it wasn't – I think if they hit a boundary, we were yeah. like, ooh – so maybe it. around six, but there's this photo of Kingy bowling and there's like Rachel Haynes under the lid, Annabelle Sutherland on the lid at Silly Point, and mm. then they've got Moons at like a short gully, Meg at slip, 
um, somebody else at leg slip. It's mm. something like one of the coolest photos, and I reckon it'll yeah. be turned black and white in about but also 100 the years. Kingy bowls a full toss. Last ball and Crossy just blocks it. It's like, oh my! Imagine if they needed a four to win or something. Yeah. I mean, they would have to spread the field. But yeah. it's like, oh come on! If she do you spread oh, the field though? Yeah. Not if if they needed a four. What would you do? Yeah, just a cow. Yeah, tail ender Crossy oh. on strike and you bowl a fully. Yeah, hopefully just baby's pitch a ball next time. Really. Yeah, but <laughs> it was great. Like it was actually a crazy test match. I just remember sitting on the sidelines, being like, "What is going on?" And I actually remember. Um, this isn't this is off script, but I was in charge of running out the messages. So we had a, a walkie talk big, big job. Yeah. And on the bench we had myself, Shooter, Stella Campbell. There's one more. Who else didn't play? Um, another fast bowler, probably. So like bench full of fast bowlers. So you know, you, you have some faith in us, hopefully. But Shooter's job was being around the boundary to actually chat to the bowlers, obviously a very experienced player. And my job, because I can articulate was to run and get the messages out. But the only issue is the third umpire had caught on to yeah. us to be like, no more running like, messages. And I was like, oh, they, like, they're thirsty. And I was like playing with the third umpire. It's a test match. You don't run much. No. So <laughs> I came up with this genius idea and Motti's like, you have one job. Like on the walkie-talkie, get on the field and tell them to go. And this is when Belzy and um, Jess Jonathan were out to bat and we're about to declare. And I'm like, I need to turn their GPS on like it's not on yet. And I run out and I'm just like, go. And JJ next ball is like, guarded it to slip. And I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. She point. walks off and makes dead eyes at me. And I'm like, oh, in the nicest way yeah. of like, I tried. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm the messenger. Oh, you'll always get blamed though. Yeah, always. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, I had, it was literally the funnest <laughs> part of the test match because I was like, I've got a message and I'm yeah. just running. But I say something's always happening though. Yeah. It's, yeah it's and so the good. messages just go in a different mindset of like yeah. okay we need to change this now and yeah. at the time like you haven't played too much cricket mm. so the coaches are often the men who um have played a lot of four-day mm. cricket and have amazing insights yeah. or i think at one point we had mitch stark sitting on the bench so yeah, we're like so what do we do now um and it's they just read it don't they just know sense yeah. what's going to happen but it's i i guess it's a draw was probably the right result but after you've played four days the ups and downs it's so frustrating that yeah. you come so close and then what do you think the room would have been like in the England change rooms after they've given it a crack? Because that's the thing. It's like, like I said to you, we should have won at one point. Yeah. And then in a way, probably Aussie should. Like it was so ups and downs. Yeah. So it's, I think they'd probably be gutted they didn't win it. Yeah. But then actually you, you're nine down. It's literally so flipped. It. So you've saved it. So actually, are you relieved that actually you've come out? with a draw but then you know it's the ashes with the multi-format that's a lot of points yeah so the points odis t20s two points test match four points mm. it's the it's literally the gamble of like if we win this this is a big indicator of where the series is going to go but if you don't yeah. you're then giving the opposition a sniff because especially this year there was two washouts in adelaide yeah. so the points were split i think we won one so that's two points and then the last two were split yeah. so it was what does that equal? Four, two. But we have to we have to actually win. We can't retain. Yeah. So we yeah. it needs we have to push yeah. that little bit extra to actually get the points to win. Yeah. You'd rather lose the ashes than oh, drop. Yeah. And that's the same yeah. with the test match. And oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard, it's difficult. But this year, do you reckon this sole test match was the reason it moved to a, a five day test match? I reckon. And just because of weather, the it's changing England weather is not great most looks of the time. All right at the moment it, at the moment but we've had a, an awful start so this yeah. is the first bit we've um had heat warnings uh for 30 degrees so um that's yeah. a heat warning yeah oh wow but I, I reckon it must be something to do with the houses because they're better insulated and all that so it gets yeah. hotter and we don't have air con everywhere's air con over here we're literally sitting in a room at in a massive building and it's air con like, yeah we don't have it's not anywhere. very not really like supermarkets and stuff but we just don't know no, no. Wow, and you use a fire instead of it. Yeah, heater. radiators. A what? <laughs> You're so young. Um, so like a heater, but it's stuck to the wall. It's metal, and, it, and it's like it's gas this? electric. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. Like yeah. That. Yeah. So my it's, pop have one. They, oh my gosh, it made me so old. So basically, you have them in every room. Wow. So I had to buy a heater here. Okay. For you. Yes, yeah, because it was or? cold. No, just one, just because I don't. If I can just move it yeah, <laughs> to the next fair. room, but it's okay. just. Yeah, so 30 is I'm hot. I'm learning. 
when I went to the UK, we only went for like two weeks and yeah. stayed in a hotel, so I didn't get it's, the real insight. But yeah. I know Robin Hood, so there you go. There we go. <laughs> uh, on to the the English squad. A number of potential debutants. Some look more in line to make a debut. Some look like the fifty fifty call. Two un well, two people are for their first time in an in, in an English squad. Danny Gibson, Lauren Filer. Have you got a little bit of insight around these two players before I rattle off the the quotes from the head coach? Yeah, I don't know too much about um, Filer. She's been in and around uh, Western Storm for for a while, um, but she she seems to be doing okay. But um, I think Gibson, the one for me, is the one that they might likely go to. She's um, all rounder, like really nice batter as well. So I think that will strengthen. Um, both aspects um, and I, I think she really has a, a shot of of playing in, in the test match which would be really good for her because I think she actually deserves it. Yeah that's awesome and then we've also got a bit of an update from Sophie Luff, a friend of the podcast and an ex-guest, not ex, just a guest, <laughs> a guest from a while ago um, on She's the Western Storm captain and obviously has played a lot of cricket with the both of them, Danny Gibson in the 100 as well. So um, sort of spoke about how she's been opening the batting and the bowling in the T20 competition and doing well. And I think that's an indicator of she's able to balance both skills mm. and do it well and then move into a vice-captain role, which is another mm. skill to balance and seems like a bit of a jet in the field as well. Yeah. Moving fast around the field from the, the footage I'd seen in the 100. And, yeah, it seems like a, a really exciting selection obviously was a reserve in the world cup recently so yeah it looks like um john lewis here as on cricket.com danny gibson one of the form cricketers in the country she's improving with both bat and ball and if selecting the team offers us a dynamic cricketer who can change the momentum of the game it's pretty much what you want in test cricket good words from your coach to to say that yeah it's where you'd be going up to the coach being can i get a game yeah come on yeah (laughs) put me in and then, yeah, from, from Luffy as well, Filer, she's going to bowl heat apparently. I haven't um, seen necessarily myself in person is probably the big indicator, but um, some wickets where she's hiring batters in, in different circumstances. So it'll be interesting to see the balance between you go the three sort of young quicks in Filer, um, Wongi and Lauren Bell. You go, okay, do two of them play or do you play one and, and try and hope their workloads are up to scratch? Yeah, because it's – it's tough as well debuting in the Ashes. It's it's tough as well, and and I think you've got also you add like Crossy and Nat in there um, as your ones who can contain and get like yeah. just get that. And do you just say go on run that one game, run in bowl quick? Um, it is really interesting who they who they go with. Um, but like I said, I think for me Gibson with her batting and yeah. it's the proper shot she plays as well. Like okay. she's a class batter. Like I would more go towards her um, yeah. and I just think are we going to go for Wongi just for a raw pace and it's, just try and yeah it's shock sort you of a bit. the role that Darcy Brown plays running ball fast and everybody else will will do the work around you and Darcy's definitely come back on that containment sort of scale and isn't it's a skill quick. it's yeah, yeah it's a skill to be on the That's spot as well ball slow. yeah thank and you I'll thank you <laughs> because I am not clocking over 110 I'd be medium I'm still I can annoyed. Show you no, it, I trust you, but it's just going to be slower balls in the end of my career. I I do that as well. It's okay. We're, we're but at career. a quicker pace than I do. Sorry, but it's not about me. Okay. Um, Tammy Beaumont has been out of the English squads in the past. Um, I think she'll continue to open the batting in Test match. Has yeah. been scoring runs for the Blaze mm. in the Charlotte Edwards Cup. Uh, who stands at the other end? Yeah. This is this is a thing for me. I actually don't know. Um, yeah. I've been literally going through so many different um orders and uh, there could be have the night but i i prefer seeing her come in at three or four especially when she's got 168 yeah last time like i, I don't want to not risk her at the front uh, up there but i think there's there's other options but like do you just chuck danny white in there i shouldn't say chuck because she's good enough to to do that she does it in 2020 cricket and do you yeah. say go on take it to the aussies and just try and get on the front foot um and that's what I would go. But again, there's, I think there's a spot there for someone. Yeah. Um, and you, you never know if, if someone does really well in England A, can they then say, go on, if you get 100 against Australia yeah. in that warm-up game, what's stopping you then getting a call up for? And I hope they do do that if they're in form. Yeah, it, it's an indicator that if you can play well, in the week previously in a three-day match against the opposition, it's yeah. a pretty good indicator. You're ready for and it. 
on the flip side, Aussie playing against England, they haven't brought anybody into the Aussie squad yeah. for Meg Lanning. So I can't think of an exact – let's say uh, Talia Wilson, we're going New South Wales mm. alumni here, but if they – go out and score 100, they get yeah. brought into the squad for the Ashes yeah. Test match and go watch and enjoy. It's almost like who's going to come in? Well, they yeah. did it um, in Canberra last year. Lauren Bell took polls in the yeah. the England A and they brought her into the Test match, didn't play her, but you're on the bench for and that Test a, match. That's pretty special no matter what. Like I'd love to be there just yeah. sat on that bench. I'd love to be playing, but love to be sat on that bench. Yeah. It's, it's something special. So I do hope someone really does like – Carve up, that's an Aussie word, isn't it? Um, do well. Don't, careful. Um, I know. God. Um, does really well against Aussies and, and actually they get a, they get a shock. So I, I do really think there's a spot there that's up for grabs. Yeah. And then in terms of what they're missing, obviously a big uh, miss for them is no Catherine Siverbrunt. Brings a fierce edge. Doesn't matter what she, she bowls because it it's consistent, it's fiery, and it brings something different to test cricket. And she's done it for so many years. Yeah. Um is there somebody who they probably want to fill that spot or are they looking for a few players to bring and match yeah. that? I think no one's going to match it. Catherine's one of a kind um, and she is. But I think Crossy has got a bit of, like she's a bit fiery okay. as well. Yeah. Uh, another northerner. Um, again, not on that level, but she's got something about her. Um, and I think it will be a few a few players which will do it because like Wongi does it in a different way yeah like she's still got that fast bowler's like smile like the Brett Lee he always just like beat the bat and smile at you which isn't annoying yeah. but it's a it's they're just different ways but I, I do think um Gibbo as well has got a bit of fire about okay. her but it's just also on your debut are you going to give it out as maybe much? day one yeah by day four if you're winning research, if you're yeah. on, on <laughs> you I go give it out as much as you want the, the type of fierceness that Catherine Brunt bought oh. v the Aussies especially, yeah. that's going to be the indicator where Wongi walks down, bowls an absolute peach and smiles. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, Midge is going to smile back and yeah. it's not going to bother her one bit. Turn around. Exactly. Go. So, yeah. yeah, it's that genuine competitive edge and every fast bowler has it. But I also go like Sophie Eccleston with a ball has played a lot of cricket with the Aussies recently. Is that going to be someone who brings an extra calm, fierce yeah. energy in a way yeah. if they can go together because i also i think i think the aussies will try and take on soph which not many countries do but i yeah. think because she bowls naturally just a little bit quicker i think the aussies like it a little bit more play it like a medium pace a little bit i mean day when it when you go on to day three four five now yeah. um with the turn and bounce i think soph will be um I think she'll be a handful. Yeah. Um, but I think it's the first innings. It's how Aussies play her. Yeah. I think that'll be key because they will. They'll take her on. Do you think – I saw footage of um, Sophie Oakson bowling against the men. Maybe a, a good test for her to see some batters that are looking to take her on a bit mm. stronger. Maybe not the, the necessary like preparation she's had in the Charlotte Edwards Trophy or the, the IPL even, the prep that she's had. Do you reckon that – was maybe the thought process in that she's grown up playing against men um and a, a good standard and i think that's where the fight comes from um she just used to that you, you know playing men's cricket it's like oh we're gonna yeah. take you on you're a, you're a female you can't do this so she has that fight regardless and yeah. i would i'm actually really excited to see soph against midge in the in the middle um i think that'll be a really good um match up on on who who wins it will be really interesting. Yeah, I think um, I'll see if we can find it, but there might be a few screenshots of commenting on Insta posts. I've seen a, a fair bit of it. So we'll see that. And and probably to finish here on the, the England squad specifically, the Charlotte Edwards Trophy has just finished, like we mentioned. Um, Southern Vipers and the Blaze in the final. We probably expect Southern Vipers every year to be somewhat there. But um, the Blaze led by Kirsty Gordon, yeah. first-time skipper, um, also friend of the show, shout-out. Um, she did want to mention again. She did put it on the Insta last night. Um, Danny White, leading run scorer in the tournament, is a T20 tournament but has found her way back into the test squad. There's probably good insight from that. But like you mentioned before, I think the insight's going to come from this three-day game. Uh, and when this podcast gets released i think it'll be starting or finished so we can chuck in a little um insight into how that went but who are you expecting to to sort of come out and, and really perform um again i hope danny wyatt does um in a longer format because she is she's too good just to be known as a 2020 player yeah and it's there um and i, I think she's finding form at the right time um and i 
like I said, I'm, I'm unsure how much cricket England have actually played um, because not they haven't played loads in the uh, Rachel Hayo Flint or Charlotte Edwards Trophy. They've been dipping yeah. in and out. So it suggests they've been playing either against Academy or boys. Okay. Um, so it'd be really interesting to see where people are at. Yeah, um, right. Um, but like I said, because I'm over here, it's I'm unsure with where. Almost know as much where, as they do. Yeah, a little bit. But I just go on from like scores, what I've been I've been seeing. So it's yeah. it is really interesting. And I'm, I'm probably more looking out for the bowlers. Just because, like I said, just how we spoke about that Catherine not being in there. Who yeah. is going to be that, that person? And I really can't wait for these three-day games just to actually see how it yeah. pans out. I'm like, oh, so where are they live streamed? How can I watch? And yeah, it's crazy to think that that one bit of preparation and then you walk in, into a test match. Yeah. I even, I'm finding it hard to believe that there could be debutantes for England and their first game is going to be a test match. Yeah, that that sort of blows my mind because I think all the planning you have nowadays should you not, like, yeah, fine, they're picking people on form. Yeah. But, like, Gibson has been there or thereabouts so why not throw her in? Yeah. In in a different, like, Where's early on. Where's the chance being for her yeah. to um, and it also like we're we're not even speaking the last test match you played, um, Alice Davis Davison Richardson. Oh god, it's a long name. ADR. Yeah, she got a hundred. Yes. And it's like, are you not picking her because it's like in test match True. form she got a hundred, but yeah. yeah, it's it's so test match form. Charlie Dean Bolder, right? Not even yeah. In the and I I think for for me, I think she hopefully will come back in because I yeah. think she's she's. She's your main off spinner yeah. uh, in the country. And so it was a bit surprised when she was in England A. Yeah. So you go spinners in the squad at the moment are yeah. Sophie Eccleston. Yeah. And then you go part-time Capsie, part-time Heather Knight, yeah. part-time Dunkley. Yeah. It's, it's, you can't just, I think then that adds pressure to Soph. True. Um, and then will that change her bowling size? I think you've got to have an out-and-out spinner. Not saying Capsie isn't, but again... It's, it's an ashes test. You, you don't. She hasn't bowled much for England. Yes. So also you, coming back from a collarbone yeah. surgery. So she has been bowling in the twenty twenty. Okay. She's been she's been doing well. She's uh, picked up quite a few wickets. Okay. But still, it's twenty twenty. Like, can you contain for that long with people around the bat? It's there's an art to bowling with yeah. short leg silly point in there. Would also be her test debut. Also has to then battle probably a middle order batting spot as well as yeah, them taking overs. It's, it's a different role. Yeah. Well, on to the uh, Aussie squad. And speaking of debutantes, three potential debutantes in the squad. I'd classify it as two because a little story about Grace Harris. She didn't even train the last two camps in white pads. She just has literally rocked up in yellow pads and gone, pretty much I'm going to play basketball. And try and bowl to me. I think I, I watched some footage because once again, I'm a cricket nuffy of the two day game. And she's literally like clearing the front leg, oh missing a swinging ball. And then like, why did I hit it? And I'm oh like, my okay, what? so she's not playing. I don't think yeah. so. And you can't. No, I feel like having been a part of that squad, you get a good indicator when the test match isn't necessarily going to be. Um, Like I I remember when we had the test match at Canberra, I was coming off um, the T20s, which is obviously my sort of format or or was at the time. And it was sort of like bowl with the red ball, but prep for the ODIs. (laughs) And I'm like, thumbs up, got it. Um, But then I go, I heavily believe Litchfield will be opening the batting for Australia in a test match and I mm. cannot wait to see a bag of yeah. green. I've got goosebumps thinking about it, a yeah. bag of green on her head. She, we, we just had meetings last week and she was so excited. Like hearing her speak, it gave me – and bear in mind she's talking about Australia and yeah. I was getting excited for, for an Ashes. Like I hope – I really hope she does. And, I mean, she's made – she loves batting. I hate slinging to her because it's all stop. day. Yeah. Um, like please, you've just middled it for like the hundredth time. Please just stop. But yeah. She just she please just loves undo it. your gloves. <laughs> yeah, please. But yeah, I I really think she'll play. And, yeah, yeah. I even think uh, before the Meg Lanning mm. withdrawal that she would have played. Yeah, and we would have seen Meg at three and all of that. And I think it then just opens up Mooney, Litchfield, Pez, Talia McGrath, uh, who will be at five. Do you go Ash Gardner five? Yeah. Midge five. I think they're going to be floating, aren't they? Yeah. In that middle. It's scary that you can have floaters in test cricket. How many all-rounders? Pez, T-Mac. Sutherland. I would like to see Sutherland at like a six because yeah. I think her spell last test oh, match yeah. was incredible. Yeah. 
um, saying that she did play for Oz A in the two-day two game that they played up in Brisbane. But, yeah, probably speaking a little bit about the Lanning, obviously removing from the squad due to medical issues and staying back in Australia for the best care, which is a, obviously a good decision for her well-being. Yeah. And obviously thoughts go out to Meg and we hope to see her back in the game as, as soon as possible. And that brings Healy into the, the leadership role and TMAC back into the, the vice-captaincy in, a, in an Ashes series. Mm. It's pretty exciting for the both of them and seems like, Midge is Alyssa Healy, sorry, we'll, we'll keep away from nicknames, but it seems like she's really embraced it and is just like, I'm just going to do it my way. Yeah. It's scary to think what her way is because at the breakers we see it all the time and it's attacking, it's exciting, it's how she plays her brand of cricket. Yeah. But I think the England team were obviously going to have a sigh of relief with no Meg Lanning, but then they're going to go Alyssa Healy <laughs> bringing her flair to test cricket, let alone an Ashes series, pretty exciting. Yeah. And that's the thing, I'm just happy for her that it's like she's played so much cricket, but actually... This is exciting and such an honour to, to captain your country for an Ashes. Yeah. Like something she wouldn't have done before. She gets and... a test match jacket. Oh, do you? Get it tailored. That's, oh, there we go. Fancy. So like just, she will, every, everything she does, she puts a stamp on it and in her own way. And I am looking forward to to seeing it in, um yeah, in a test match. You've played 11 test matches yourself. If you were seeing Healy come in at six and Ashgar no padded up next to come in at seven or vice versa, the scary part in the floating, mm. how would you feel trying to restrain them with a test match mindset, yeah. but also they could be batting for a declaration. It's yeah. scary. I think that's the thing. It's obviously um, match situation dependent. Um, but yeah, if you've got a bit of a newer Dukes ball, you know, it does a little bit, um, yeah. especially at Trent Bridge. Sometimes it, it does move around. So early on, I think you've literally got the first 10 balls at them. Um, and then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they could be in here. Um, so it is, it's, it's always challenging, but also that's why we play test cricket. It's you, you want that challenge and yeah, it's annoying when you get one out you're like, oh, here comes another one. And yeah. and yeah, and, and that's that's all that's why we do. That's why we play cricket as well. Um because you it's basically whoever wins is the one who holds their skills for the longest. Yeah. Um and yeah, five days is gonna be long time. Long time, a lot more thinking and yeah, so you don't know it might play into our hands, maybe, that they can't go as hard early. Yeah. Which they're used to. So do they play in a different way, which actually then Bring gets them out. The game. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. And then you look at the 11 in terms of how they're going to be attacking and, and probably look to go into this test match. And like I said, in, in the Canberra situation in the last Ashes test match, if anyone comes out attacking, it brings chances into the game. And yeah. in that mindset in T20, you go, okay, let's take away their options to be attacking. But then in test cricket, you're like, let's give them the options and yeah. see if they can do it. Mm. And I think that's going to be so exciting to see especially if you've got, like, I think the matchups-wise, like, if Mongi's running into Alyssa Healy, but she's batting at six, bit of an older ball, but mm. pace, yeah. it's it just brings a different flair to test match cricket, and they deserve to have five days to be able to show that flair over five days, and I don't know, I'm excited. I probably won't yeah. get much sleep over the five days. <laughs> probably neither of you, because you're going to be <laughs> no, here. Yeah. Uh, the 11, in terms of spinners, is where I'm stuck. You go, Georgia, where has played a test match. So has a lot of King now. They've never played in the mm -hmm. same test match. Then Jess Jonathan, who captain Oz A in the two-day game up in Brisbane and scored 100 yeah. and also bowled quite well. It's a hard decision because I don't think three spinners fit into the, the game uh, with Ash Garner there as well. Yeah. I think you've got to have the left arm difference so it becomes between King and Wareham and I actually yeah. have no idea how they're going to pick that. Who turns it more? I think King... Probably turns it more. Um, Who's a better batter? Wareham could bat at six in a test match. Or do they need another batter? With Healy at seven, I don't necessarily think they need another batter, mm. especially if they pick Sutherland. And Jono is a batter. Like she offers you. What, 99 so on much. debut? Yeah. Were you so in that game? Probably. I try and blank it out. Did oh, we okay. lose it on? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but she's. I've come across her a lot, and she she can bat. Yeah. Adds a left-handed option as well, so um, I think she's definite. Yeah, but the other two, it's yeah. But also, you cover all bases though, like leggy, off spinner. Yeah. Like you've got everything there. They've seemed to do that every Test match, whether JJ was out, and then yeah. they had Molyneux. There's always been the leggy 
the left arm ortho, mm. Ash is the offie. It yeah. just it's a well rounded eleven. And when you've got Tali yeah. McGrath at three and sorry, Tali McGrath and Perry at three and four, who then come in and swing the ball <laughs> both ways, yeah. it's hard. And, and speaking of those two, they've both tunned up in the the two day game and quite quickly. Like yeah. Tali McGrath's third ball, I'm pretty sure she literally just plotted on the front foot and went bang right. through the covers. And I was like, oh, and probably comes to one of my calls that I believe England go no Meg Lanning. Pez needs to bat for longer and forget how attacking Tali McGrath is going to be no matter where yeah. she bats. I'm I'm putting T-Mac for a team as test match 100. Big call. Um, touching wood in the room here. <laughs> but, yeah, I think they're just – obviously they're aware of what she can do. She's a player of the Ashes series last time. Mm-hmm. I go, is this the series where they, they're like, okay, we, we've sort of figured her out maybe a bit, but we need to focus mm-hmm. on Pez. It's weird because in the past it's like you think Pez – She's not going to hurt you. Yeah, she scored 200 at North Sydney, but it was a draw like yeah. because it just lost the game. It was just, too, it, I mean, the first ball of a game bounced through to the keeper twice. So it's like, oh no, yeah, not a great start. Um, so we know she can get big runs, but she's now scoring quicker. Yeah. That's probably the more of a threat. But then also does that create chances that she might go after a ball that she wouldn't yeah. necessarily be in her arc? Yeah. Because she's trying to score faster. Brings everyone into the game once again. It's scary. I'm so excited. It's scary and exciting. <laughs> and, um, probably I think my highlight from the last test match was seeing Annabelle Sutherland, fourth day spell, coming around the wicket, bowling short, bowling fast. They call her the horse because she literally can just run and, and not <laughs> stop. She is an incredible athlete and showed what an asset she can be in test match cricket. And considering the amount of runs she scored since then with the bat as well, I just go, where's the spot? for her i think there should be one and the fact that they played her in aussie i hope that means they were trying to give her a good chance to to really show what she can do um and i hope they go down that path of, of playing her i just go like if someone can do that they can do that again yeah that's a hard thing it's to a, do she's yeah. what 22 years old and, yeah. or 21 at the time probably you've learned probably a lot since since then as well yeah I go, that's an asset. And then you also go in the squad, Kim Garth, swinging mm. ball. She's the one. Is I think she'll do well at Trump Bridge. Okay. Because it swings and she's got that height. But then it's like, who are you taking out? If we run, let's run through. I need to visualise. So Litchfield, Mooney, Pez, T-Mac, Ash, Midge, Sutherland at seven, the leggy, yeah, the JJ, <laughs> yeah, Darcy. There's room for Kim Garth. Mm. There's a spot because mm. then you go one of the leggy sits out. Grace Harris, sorry, but we'll yeah, see you in no. the T twenties. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Silence. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. I purposely didn't write it down so I could figure it out on mic. It's just with a Duke's ball, which swings swings for longer. Would you trust? So speed us through in. this Trent Bridge. It's just James Anderson, Stuart Broad. They've got heaps. Oh, okay. edit that. I can't say heaps. Why not heaps? It's so strange. <laughs> um, oh, I'm just sorry. I can't. Um, I was for heaps. Tons. Lots of wickets. Um, sorry, just I have to slap myself when I say some Australian words. Um, Meadow, don't cut it. <laughs> they've taken lots of wickets at Trent Bridge okay. just through um, swinging um, ball yeah. and the Duke's ball. And I think Garth will, I reckon, really like yeah. bowling there. Because she swings it over here when it's not even... She swings it at the junction. Yeah. And that's the M4. Yeah, so it'll be For those who don't know, is a highway. Or England, M1. True. <laughs> Good classification. <laughs> it's yeah, and from memory, Trent Bridge has a really short boundary. Yeah, at times, it d- can they avoid t- that? It depends because there'll be um, men's ashes there, so they'll be in the middle. So it depends what side they go. From they put there. you on, yeah, because it you don't want it to be short, short. I think it yep. just takes piss a bit. Um, so I think hopefully you'll get in the middle on the other on yeah. the other side just to make it a bit. But so it's the the side goes like 
Is it it's like, like an literally, an, yeah, yeah. So at Trent Bridge, you've got the big historic stands with the balconies. It's like yeah. this side here, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just the boundaries just straight. But yeah. Out of, diagonal it's really it's really random but yeah we played a game uh there with the australian indigenous team against the england academy and i remember opening the bowling and Bryony smith and emma lamb opening the batting and i was like 14 at the time and they literally just flicked me for six yeah, so. and ash was our skipper and she's like i've never seen that before and i was like i don't know what to do yeah i literally don't have an option but yeah hopefully result wise that that center wicket yeah. becomes almost as centre as can be. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I then go the danger of a swinging ball with a short boundary if it's not the right way. But sort also, of cuts off your options but or also, works really well. Short boundary, I'd rather bowl to England with a shorter boundary than the Aussies. Or, with yeah. their, fire, their, their firepower in that middle, if you don't take early wickets, yeah. it could be a big score to chase. Yeah. Unless they can flick it for six. Matt Siver can. No, sorry, Matt Siver can ramp it for six. Mm. That's yeah. scary. <laughs> I don't like bowling to Nats. I'm glad I don't have to anymore. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the rest of the Ashes series, we've spoken a bit about the the Test match. The location for the T20s, Edgebaston, the Oval and Lords, some pretty special grounds there. Uh, which is the ground that's like historic for England women's cricket? Is that Taunton? Oh, yeah, Taunton, home of Anya Shrubsall. Oh, okay. um, but, yeah, it's the first time I think you've got the major – major grounds so they're For every game. all them grounds are men's test grounds yeah and that's pretty special to actually follow sort of around the men because yeah. that's yeah they i mean it's probably worse because it's going to be roads yeah um but yeah it makes it more i reckon you've got a chance there to get some big scores and okay yeah, it's an exciting time for women's cricket to, to play awesome. on them grounds. And then ODIs, Bristol, the Rose Bowl and Taunton. Mm. I just go like, if I know all of those grounds, it's going to be high quality, good wickets, um, prioritising. Yeah, I just go, this is exciting. It's yeah. what it's meant to be. We've got a five-day test match. We've got, you know, the grounds that the, the girls deserve to play on and they do back home as well now, yeah. which is incredible, I think. You know, when's the day they sell out a test match at the MCG or something? Crazy. It will happen. It'll happen one day. Yeah. I mean, we were sitting in the same row at the, the T20 World Cup and, yeah, it's it's crazy. But in terms of uh, one thing I did pick up when I was going through when I was researching was uh, some conversations have been had between head coach John Lewis and men's white ball head coach mm. Matthew Mott, who happened to you know <laughs> be one of the most successful Australian coaches um, coach during the last Ashes series, most recently moved on to the, the white ball system. Uh, and one of the quotes I've got here is from John Lewis, and he was uh, speaking about a conversation they'd had, and, and it says he was really open with me about how to play against the Australians, their strengths and them as people. We talked about we actually talked before the World Cup in February at quite a length about the Australian team. Part that stands out for me is them as people. Yeah. I feel like the England team has a pretty good understanding of them as people. Well, we've played against each other quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but I'm surprised he even said that. Is he just trying to ruffle yeah. that is here? Because it's like, I don't know, would, would Motti do that? And he didn't I say think... weaknesses though, he said no. strength. So it's like, actually, why nobody Ashgarn is going to... Yeah. me over the top or whatever like you sort of know their strengths so yeah. is it just media as well just trying Make to do with, say yeah. something i go like you i could go through every single england player and go okay they played with an aussie here they played with mm. an aussie here they played like they know what they're coming yeah. up against and they know it so well mm. that it literally is going to come down to it like you said before who holds their skills the longest and who can execute yeah. the best it's not going to come down how they know uh Alyssa healy's coffee order or yeah anything like that, it's yeah. going to literally come down to who has probably a little bit more grit in certain situations and who can hold their skills along. There's no secrets anymore. Like you say, no. franchise cricket and all that, like uh, playing with Midge in the 100, like we, we came against an Aussie, says, yeah, let's just do this. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, okay, we have to do it. That's the thing. Doing it is the, the harder part. Yeah. You know what to do. It's just doing I, it. But... Yeah, you sit, on, you sit on the sidelines oh, and go, yeah, easy, I knew it? not to, um, you know, bowl – Full and for cover drives for Talia <laughs> McGrath, but sorry, I overpitched. It's such an easy sport from a sideline. Oh, it is. It does this. That's why you're now on the sidelines yeah. in, instead. Yep. And I'll yeah. come off after the games and be like, Jenny, I, I tried. As long as you try. Yeah. 
we, we're really trying. Uh, one of the last things I've got here is a, a prediction for leading run scorer or leading wicket taker player of the series. I did give you warnings. Sometimes I don't. Um, and I've got to come up with one on the spot here as well. But leading run scorer, Talia McGrath, I'm going. Um, we'll put this poll on the Spotify because last time we did this, Mato absolutely shredded me. Um, leading wicket taker, I'm going to go a pommy and I think I'm going to go Sophie Eccleston. I... My reasoning for that is I think she's going to take lower order wickets and then take poles, but Talia McGrath still is going to score runs. Player of the series, <laughs> Ash Gardner. Uh, I think she's coming off some, some good form across a lot of formats now, has played a lot of test cricket now, and I see her bowling a lot of overs in the test match. So hopefully that comes with a few poles, a few runs in there. Impact player. So mm. I go, hopefully she's getting points every game. Yeah. Okay. Who have you got for me? Um, runs Nat Siverbrunt. Yeah. Um, yeah, she could probably be all three here, but um, I didn't do that. Um, just a class player and really th- uh, thrives on the big occasion as well. Just comes comes to it no matter what uh, the situation. Uh, wickets, I said, Kate Cross. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think she was hard done by in Canberra. A few drop catches behind, and yep. she's she's probably our workhorse um, and quite clever. Just knows what she's doing and really deserves um, to get her shot. Fellow um, podcast. Yeah. There you go. Um, player of a series more because I've been throwing to her, not claiming any of it. Um, Ash Gardner. Um, just how she's looked recently. She. Yeah. I would not want to be bowling at her at the no. moment. She's fit as well at the moment. Running, her and Litchfield have been doing runs together, and that's scary because I don't want to. Yeah. I've run with Litch once, and I died. I nearly fell up the hill. Yeah, I so, saw. I saw times. I'm like, no, thanks. Nah, not for me. Yeah, will never be for me. But yeah, <laughs> uh, we didn't really prep this, but in terms of a score line, I can't do the maths in terms of points mm. of who tees it up. I'm going a two point difference, yeah. and that being the last ODI. So I want it to come oh, down to the good, last yeah, game. Yeah. Okay. That's my prediction. I don't – I think Aussies – pretty much be playing it like an ODI World Cup final. Yeah. Aussies have history. Also, the Poms have history of winning. But I'm going to go Aussies to win by two points. And where is the last game of the That'll series, did you say? In Taunton. Oh. No, um, yeah. Um, okay, well, I'll, I will just flip it and obviously yeah. Pommy. England. That's why I brought you in, just Thanks. to yeah, make yeah. sure it wasn't gotta biased. Got to support England still. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks heaps for, for joining us. It was a bit of a last-minute call, and, and thanks for joining. Uh, Mado is, is over in the UK <laughs> and going to keep everyone updated in terms of on the ground. Yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure to go and follow the socials, keep up to date. Make sure to go back and listen to Maddie Proud's episode, one of the, the best we've recorded in terms of laughs and, <laughs> and some funny stories in there from Maddie Proud. So thanks, everyone. Thanks, Jenny. Thank you. See ya. We out.